once again, dear church family and congregation, today we'll be considering the parable which the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, spoke of concerning the pearl, the well-known pearl of great price, verses 45 and 46. Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, once again, just to remind us, said in verse 45 and 46 of God's word, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man, seeking goodly pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Dear church family, Christ shows us in today's very simple parable how we can know assuredly, really, that we are in God's heavenly kingdom. He, sh- he, he, he with this parable, is really indicating how we can know with absolute assurance that we are in his kingdom. Notice, friends, that this simple parable, as with the one before it in terms of the, the, the treasure in the field, and now this one of the pearl of great price, is intimating to us that those who seriously seek and expect the salvation which is only through the gospel of Christ, through, through, through Christ, must be willing to venture and quit all to be enriched through Christ. They must be. Never, I believe, has there been a day, as in our day, where there is so much knowledge concerning the gospel at our fingertips. So much theology concerning the kingdom of heaven readily at our fingertips, as there is in our day. And yet there seems so few people being affected by it that actually are truly converted, that actually have stopped looking for the pearls, as it were, the vanities of this world. There seems so few people out of the millions of professors that actually have turned from being a merchant, as it were, seeking the the vanities and pearls of this life for truly the pearl of great price. Today's simple parable by the Saviour The Lord Jesus Christ really does put his finger on why this is the case. The kingdom of heaven here is likened unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls. Of course, we know a merchant man is a trader who seeks to buy goods in order to then go and sell them at a a profit. And it is obvious that the merchant man in which the Saviour is describing here in today's parable, is someone who traded upon the seas and and in ships, hence the the seeking of goodly pearls. He spent his time and his substance going out to the deep, as it were, and at great risk in getting these, these pearls, these goodly pearls. And dear friends, this is a very, very fitting description of a man's life, what we are all like by nature. Man is on a, on a journey, friends, on the ocean of this life, like a ship merchant. He's on a, on a journey, and he's seeking, he's seeking what he can profit from in this life. He's looking for something precious, and we are all, are all seeking for something precious. This world, like a vast ocean, is full of many treasures, and we all have, all we have to do is look at the abundance of the sea. 
with all the fish and the food that we have. And of course there's the hidden treasures of the deep. And But in today's parable, the Lord Jesus here is speaking about how this one merchant has found this one treasure. There's only one true lasting treasure. And this merchant found it. And when a man gets really a taste, dear friends, of the goodly pearls of this life, of the many treasures, and he discovers them, this, the, he discovers them, he wants more. He wants more of them. And this merchant in today's parable really is seeking goodly pearls. Goodly pearls. That is pearls that are beautiful, that are goodly to look upon. They're beautiful. They are incredibly of high value. And they're round and beautiful. This is what he is looking for, as it were. And back then, of course, there was no such thing as cultured pearls. Cultured pearls, of course, are pearls that are produced with the aid of human intervention. They're fake pearls, in other words. They must have human intervention. Back then, all the pearls were natural pearls. In biblical days, the only way of collecting natural pearls was through men literally risking their lives and swimming to great depths and taking great lengths in order to harvest these natural pearls, these beautiful pearls. And friends, this merchantman seeking these goodly pearls, again, is a very fitting illustration of what we are all like by our sinful nature. We are like this merchantman. We begin to get a taste of the things of this life, these goodly pearls, and we, we begin to risk our never-dying soul to go out past the proud waves of strife, past the things into the deep, to risk our souls to get these things in, these, in, the, in this life, these goodly pearls. We are willing to venture into the deep to get them. We become willing to risk our, our lives and our souls and, and the lives and souls of others in order to get these goodly, these goodly pearls. We become a spiritual risk taker. We become a very careless merchantman, risking our souls and our lives and that of others because of our lust and our greed. One man may proudly venture amidst the large, risky waters of the deep for the goodly pearls of uncertain riches. He may set his heart upon his career and riches and, and such vanities. Another man for the goodly pearls of lust to gratify carnal lust and worldly pleasures and worldly honours and many other such things. These goodly pearls... This merchant has become a spiritual risk-taker. He's willing to go out into the deep to risk it all to get these goodly pearls. And perhaps, dear friends, this parable, which the simple parable which the Lord is describing here, is describing one of us. It's describing perhaps a few of us here today. The Lord Jesus said, What will a prophet a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul. But friends, there comes a time in every man's life when he is confronted with the truth of the gospel, which is the power and the wisdom of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And this is what we see with this virgin described in today's parable. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. The pearl of great price here, of course, as many of us may very well know, is none other than the only Saviour of sinners, the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who can make us truly rich towards God, the one who can, uh, can fix that broken relationship that we have because of our sin that separates us from God. He is the one that can make us like Him, pure and holy, dear friends, through what He did on that cruel cross of Calvary for sinners. And this is who this merchant was confronted with. This is who the, the wind of providence and the Holy Spirit made him to find this pearl of great price. Years this merchant was spent in vanity and pride, seeking the goodly pearls of this life, his own ends, really. Yet when he found the pearl of great price, Christ, when he found Christ, he was willing to trade it all in. Everything. All the pearls, all the time he spent, the days he spent in vanity and pride, all the, those days he was willing to trade it all in, that he may win Christ. He was willing to quit all and venture all, to trade it all in, that he may have a, a glimpse of this great pearl, of great price. Everything, all the pearls he had yet collected, and all the days and times gone past, they all seem but done to him now. Now he had this pearl of great price. Now he had Christ, the Saviour, and, and knew of God's love to him. With joy, he just, he just sold, traded in everything. Everything that he had, and he bought this pearl of great price. All those days, all those things seem but done to him now. That he may know that he belongs, that this pearl of great price belongs to him now, and it's his forever. He was, he was willing to part with all, with all to gain Christ. I wonder if this is true with us. I wonder if we here are willing to part with all to gain Christ. The Lord is, is sure to prove us in this respect. What about you, and what about I? Where is your treasure found, dear friends? Is it found in the things of this world? The people of this world? The possessions of this world? What people think of you? Whatever it may be, or is it truly found in heaven? Is it truly found where Christ is? The Lord Jesus Christ said himself in Matthew 6.21, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You can tell, really, if someone's truly following after Christ, by the big decisions they make in life, by what they're really living for. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You see, friends, con contrary to the prevailing spirit of our age, when any poor lost sinner is brought into God's kingdom and, and Christ becomes the pearl of great price, he becomes their salvation and their all, their all in all, if, when this happens, this is completely life-changing. It changes everything in a believer's life. That person becomes a spiritual merchant. 
Everything now is about Christ. For me to live is Christ. Everything is about Christ in my life now. I bring everything to the bar of Christ. And I do so willingly and joyfully. I delight in Him because He has loved me. I've got the pearl of great price now. I don't need all these, these, these pearls. The people of this world, the things of this world, they are but dumb. They mean nothing to me now. I've got the pearl of great price. It's life-changing. Completely and utterly life-changing. Their lives will never ever be the same when they've got the pearl of great price. The merchant went on, went and sold all that he had, everything that he had and bought it. And friends, can I, I'll just ask you a frank question. Are you ready for Christ's return? Are you going to be ready, really, for Christ's return? I say this because it's obvious to me, and it's, and it's clear by the Word of God, that not everyone that calls themselves a Christian is a true Christian, is a true believer. It's obvious. And I wonder if it's true with some, some of you today. They have not sadly turned from seeking the, the goodly pearls of this life. Their heart, dear friends, is like Lot's wife. Still very much in the world. They've got an outward profession, but they're still seeking the pearls of this life. Yes, they may go to church. Yes, they may do many things, Christian things, outward things, part of the, the, the visible church, but they do not have a, a true relationship with the Lord Jesus. You see, friends, according to today's parable, Christ must mean more to you than just a backup plan. And I'm sad to say that many Christians, for many Christians, Christ has become a backup plan. Just a backup plan. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like the thought of going to hell. I like what Christ stands for. I, I, I think he's a wonderful person. I even think he's the, the saviour. I think he is the saviour. But yet I think more of my pearls. I'm not willing to give up my pearls for Christ yet. Christ for many, dear friends, is just a backup plan, a safety net, as it were. I've not yet closed with Christ. If we have truly found the pearl of great price with joy, with true joy, unfeigned, and peace, we will willingly quit all that we may win Christ. This is what the Lord is teaching us here. Colossians 3, 1, 2 says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. You see, friends, Christ must mean more to you and I than simply just a backup plan. And millions upon millions of professing Christians treat God in that way. How big is your God anyway? Does God make the decisions in your life concerning who you're going to marry, how you're going to raise your children, what you're living for truly in your heart? Does He make the decisions or do you? Do I? How big is your God anyway? Christ must need to be more to you than a backup plan, just a safety net. I suppose one of the greatest hindrances why many professing Christ, who profess Christ, and are still not converted, although they may know much theology and so on, is because they are still seeking the goodly pearls 
of this world, whilst at the same time, they're wanting to have the pearl of great price. That's, that is so obvious. That is so obvious. We see many people who have not closed Christ. They are still seeking the pearls of this life at the same time as they're seeking Christ. Who when found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Bought the pearl of great price. Christ said himself in Luke 14, 26, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. That doesn't mean that we hate our wife or our children or those things. But what it does say is if we're not willing to give them all up and love the, the, the Creator more than the creature, we're not worthy. Whatever we profess, whatever theology or knowledge we, we claim to have, it's not genuine. It's, we have not fully obeyed the gospel call, the gospel invitation. Because according to this, dear friends, you're just, when you come, if you, when, you, when you truly hear the voice of Christ, you're willing to give up get everything. Turn completely from your sin. The problem with many professing Christians in our day is they want a, a, a saviour which was accommodating to their sin. I want the pearls of this life and I want Christ as my saviour. That is not God's way of salvation. That is not God's way of salvation. He says we must truly turn from our sin and live. Truly forsake sin, sins of the heart and the mind and all these things and forsake them to him and live. And, and this is a joy. We do this with joy because we found the pearl of great price. This is a wonderful thing. Why would we want? Why would we want the, the years in which we spent in vanity and pride seeking all the, the pearls of this life, the people, the things and stuff? Why would we want to go back to those things when we have the pearl of great price? When we have the Savior? When we have God in our hearts? Why would we do that? How big is your God, friends? Is he just a backup plan in your life? How big is he? Is he first in your life? Or is he just a backup plan? Are you putting people, things, before God? I'm afraid to say, I fear, that there are those even gathered here today that are doing that. And, and there are many professors today that are still doing that. They have not yet closed with Christ. Oh yes! They know a great deal about Christ. They've got all the theology in the world. But they have not yet turned seriously from their sin. And embraced the pearl of great price. They, they, they think that they can take their sin with them as well. Who makes the decisions in our life, friends? I tell you again, friends, you cannot truly be saved if you have no intention of seeking the goodly pearls and vanities of this lifestyle. No, 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 you cannot be the Lord's if you have, if you have no intention of truly turning from those sins and seeking Christ first. The, the, the parable says that. He sold all. He meant it. He found the pearl of great price. By God's providence and the Spirit and the wind blew him into a position, by the, perhaps the storms of life, into a position where he found this pearl and he is willing to sell everything, everything that he may gain 
Christ. It's not to say that believers do not have an element of worldliness in them. Of course they do. But the, the pattern of their heart is they are willing. They want to live for the Lord the most. They love the Lord the most. Christ will not compete with his creation. And you may say to me, but I know that Christ died for me. I know that Christ died for sinners, and I'm a sinner. And you may say, well, I know that Christ's blood cleanses you from all sin. And that's true. And you may say, well, I know Christ's imputed righteousness is given to me and covers my unrighteousness. And that is true. And you may say to me, well, I know it's by faith alone, in Christ alone, by God's grace alone, to God's glory alone, and governed by God's word alone. You may say all these things. You may know of penal substitution. You may know of the justice of God, that God must satisfy, satisfy his divine justice, and therefore Christ must be that sacrifice for sinners to, to, to satisfy God's justice. You may know of penal substitution. And you may know of all the points of Calvinism, theology, the devils fear at the word of God. They know all these things. And yes, you may know all these things in your mind. In your mind. But in your heart, you're still living in unbelief. You're still living in unbelief. It's a, it's a mind thing. It's just an intellectual thing. And the, there are countless millions of professors in our day that are still in this situation. Because you have not quit all for the pearl of great price. There hasn't been a time in your life, a period in your life, where God has so effectively worked that you've said, you said, you, you're my first in my life. Everything, I live for you. Because you love me and save me, my life is in your hands. I belong to you now. I love you now more than anything. And, and I'll willingly do this. I don't want to go back to the, the, to the pearls, the pearls, plural, of the things of this world anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. You quit all, as it were. You, you stop venturing, you stop becoming a spiritual risk taker. You stop doing that. And stop becoming careless. And you start becoming a true spiritual merchant. Everything. Everything I bring to my Saviour. Because he has loved me. Friends, if this is your condition, it's not too late to be truly and soundly converted. It's not too late. It's not too late. Christ said in Matthew 18, 29 and 30, Very I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake, who shall not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come life everlasting. You see, we can, make, we can make gods, pearls, out of good things, can we not? We can all do that. But Christ says, Christ says to us that you must give them all up. Give them all up. As it were, sell them all that you may truly have true riches, true spiritual riches, true riches in Christ, unestimable riches for eternity. Not only in eternity, but now you can know them. You know, a very interesting fact about natural pearls is that it's 
normally rarely found. These natural pearls are, are, are so rarely found. One, something as one in 10,000, these natural pearls, and oysters or clams, that when a parasite goes into them, or some form of organism falls into them, it, it discomforts the, the, the clam. It irritates it and discomforts it. And what the, this natural clam does is it discretes this, this crystal-like substance over this parasite that's got into it. And it, it very rarely happens. And this, the natural clam, it, it starts to, to secrete this beautiful crystal luster over this parasite. And it does it in layers. And it keeps on doing it in these layers. Layer after layer, this, this uh, parasite, which once discomforted, discomforted the clan, as it were, was hostile to the clan, well now it's layer upon layer on this beautiful white, hardened, beautiful luster enriches, as it were, this parasite. And layer upon layer upon layer until you have this wonderful, beautiful pearl. From parasite to pearl, as it were. And this is really what happens to a true Christian. A true Christian, although an ant, parasite, some, something incredibly small, uh, when they truly understand how they've discomforted the Saviour, how they've been hostile to the Saviour, and they're convicted of that, and they've convicted of their heart, and they trust that in this pearl of great price, then Christ, as it were, when they truly believe in the heart, and they believe in Christ, that He is able to protect them, and save them, and like these layers of luster, covering the parasite, as it were, and hardening it so nothing can get in. So that is true with a true believer. Someone who sincerely turns from their sin and believes in Christ. And as long as that organism or parasite lays in the clam, then the clam keeps on secreting this luster around it. And that's a good message really on sanctification. As long as that, that, that parasite is in that clam, the luster, the clam keeps on secreting this luster around this parasite, layer upon layer upon layer upon layer, this beautiful, beautiful, uh, this beautiful pearl. And after a few years, that parasite will become encased within a beautiful luster of white pearl. And isn't that that wonderful picture of what the Lord Jesus can truly do to any poor lost sinner? When we truly, in our heart, not just in our mind, but in our heart, turn from the things of this world to Him. And we're truly born again. In 1 Corinthians 1.30 it says, But of Him are ye in Christ Jesus, who has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, layer upon layer upon layer. We all, our all in all is in Christ now. The pearl of great price. We're covered, we're encased in Him. Why would we want to give our hearts again to the filthy things of this world, even good things which God has given us. Why would we want to do that again? In Christ are unsearchable riches to be had, dear friends. Unsearchable riches. In His Word, in the Spirit, in Christ there is full release 
to those who are burdened by sin. Paul said in Galatians 6.14, the world is crucified to me. Crucified. I'm not living. This world means nothing to me anymore. The people, the things of this world, I don't want to live for them anymore. I'm dead to the things of this world. My, my true treasure is in heaven now, and I want to live for that. That's what I'm living for now. Moses chose rather to suffer affliction with the children of Israel than to enjoy ple- the pleasures for a season, didn't he? The Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. The Spirit. Have you closed with Christ? Have you truly closed with Christ? Like I said, you can, you can know much. Many people know much about the gospel at their fingertips. They've made a profession. They know much about, the, about theology, the, the points of Calvinism. So much, but they have not yet closed with Christ. They haven't done it. Because their life shows differently. Their pattern in their life is completely contrary to this parable that the Lord is saying here. You know, David in the psalm, in the psalms, in Psalm 73, 2 through 5, and this is a bit of an application for the backsliding Christian, he says, But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped, for I was envious at the foolish, when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, for there are no bounds in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. You see, David, who had the Spirit of God dwelling in him, in him who loved the Lord God with all his heart, every morning he awoke, he awoke in close communion with the Lord. The Spirit, the Spirit within him, chastened him. Often God, through the Spirit, keeps us close to him, chases us, keeps us in his fear and in his love, dear friends. And for, but for a time, David became envious at the wicked. He looked at the prosperity of the wicked, as, as it were. But you see, dear friends, you see, dear friends, we must not be careless like this. We, we must be those who truly know the Lord. David here knew the Lord, what it was to live for the Lord every day. The Spirit was convicting him, working in him. That was part, that's part of how God works. He keeps us in His Spirit. He's ever, we're ever thinking upon Him. Ever conforming to Him, despite what people think of us. They can look at the, the clan and, and look at the, small, the smallness of it and think, what a narrow life. Look, what, what a narrow life this person is living. They can despise the things of Christ, true believers. And that's essentially what David's saying. That, that God really, in his, in his providence, was keeping him in his love. And yet, yet he, for, for a time, for, for a season, he, he looked and was tempted by the devil, as it were, at the pearls again. And friends, a, a, a message for us as well here today, as well. And so once again... This, this merchant man, when he found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. This is true of us. Have we truly closed with Christ? Well, the invitation is open today, dear friends. The door is open today. But you have to be serious and sincere about this. You have to mean it. Not just an intellectual thing, 
So it's not about theology. This is about your heart now. If God is calling you, turn from it all to the pearl of great price and be truly enriched. And he will put his spirit within you. And you will know of, of God's keeping of you. Of, of a true chaste and spirit. A progression in holiness. A, a true desire to live for the Lord. And you will bring everything to, to him. Not just a cherry-picking Christian. No, I will still keep my pearls. I still want the things of this life. No, no. Not so. Christ says, sell it all. Sell it all and look to me. I will save you. Yes, by grace. Yes, by my blood. Yes, by imputed righteousness. Yes, by faith alone. But you've got to mean it. You've got to mean it in your heart. You cannot take the pearls with you. Christ will not compete with his creation. There's a decision to be made, isn't there? What will it be? God will prove us in these things. What will it be? I... I, I, I I sincerely hope, hope, that by, the, that by the Spirit of God that you will sincerely close with Christ today. Amen.